he Fine. became better as his career as his career extended. I'm saying whatever player, any player worth his salt mm-hmm. in the NBA, any player that get, that's able to have some longevity in the NBA, yeah. plays. And then Anthony must have left because he started recording. He must have clicked the leave button. Anyway, he's coming back. <laughs> I guess he's going back. In. <laughs> any player who gets multiple years of of game time and play time in the NBA mm-hmm. gets better over time. They come in as a rookie and they get better as they get, as they get more playing time, yes. as they get opportunities to play against better competition, skills as they get their skills increase. So it, so whatever level, whatever level Kobe Bryant or anybody's skill is at when they are drafted, they will be better at the end of their career towards the end of their career as they continue to age and they continue to grow and they continue to get more experience. But so everybody, what you're saying, so, but everybody so, has different levels of athleticism. Not everybody I'm not saying they don't. Ace, you said you said that Kobe Bryant was not drafted into the NBA because of his skill. He was drafted <laughs> the NBA because he was an athlete. That's exactly what yes. you said. Those that's are your words. And that's what I'm yes. saying. I'm saying, I'm saying. Because he was a better saying, athlete than everyone else that was available. Yes. He, that is exactly what I'm saying. And, and, and I'm saying, I'm Tracy saying McGrady. that is total bullshit. I'm saying that is okay. total bullshit. He was not drafted on athleticism alone. There are okay. players who are drafted on athleticism alone in all leagues. Vernon Golston, New York Jets, yes. drafted on complete oh, athleticism alone, had nothing that nothing well, to do with his skill on the he field was, because he, no, 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 he was shit. a workout warrior. And he's, he did not shit. do shit on the he field. Had a, he had a lot of skill. He was really no, he was good. a piece of shit. No, 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 he was he was. If you look at his numbers in college, if you look at no, his numbers in see, college, they were really good. No, his it was based on his based on his athleticism. He was bigger, stronger, faster than anybody yes, else. So he, he was rushing the quarterback. It's hard he to went, judge that. He it's went to the to combine. That. He blew up the combine, but everyone yeah. said this dude does not understand the game of football, and he was still drafted high because his athleticism was off the charts. And the GM was a dumbass. But there is, but th- so that happens in every league. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. Yeah, I'm saying that I'm saying that you are specifically calling out Kobe Bryant. You are specifically yes. saying yes. that Kobe Bryant was not a was not a skilled basketball player when he was drafted in 1996. No. Also, also, no. I also like to add that Ace no. also said that we would have we would actually be up there with Kobe Bryant back in the days. And like I'm going to play like, against him. <laughs> like, no, that's not going to happen. I just want to make sure that's on recording. If, well, we would have been able, let's put it like this. There are people who played against him in high school who he didn't drop 60 or 70 points off who are just as good as us. What I'm saying is we would have done, <laughs> we, we would have been able to let him go. No. Dude, we got smoked. He didn't win every game. He lost games in high school. school. So wait, so wait, if he lost games so did, in high so school. So did LeBron. So did Michael Jordan. Exactly. Everybody loses games. Exactly. games. So hold on. So hold on. So, so did the guys who. team sport. So did the guys Wagner beat, didn't win every game in high school either. So did, the, so did the guys who beat him in high school, were they all scrubs? So they just got lucky that day? No, a team, a they better did, team so, so won. So did they, did they hang with him then? It's a team sport. So, so, a better so, team won. So, like so, my argument, so my argument sounds ridiculous because basically because his team lost, it doesn't mean that he didn't outplay the other guys. No, your argument sounds ridiculous because it's ridiculous. Your argument sounds ridiculous you because, because you're saying- We couldn't have been as saying, good as the other people that he played. I understand. You're saying- no, Ace. Makes sense. We that didn't. We sense. wouldn't have had a better. T- Ace, I, look, you're talking to a person. We we lost rec league games. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like like to to rec league players. You're telling me that. I, look, you know, we, God, raggedy, God, God, listen, Kobe listen Bryant with, with four have, scrubs would beat have, us any on any given. Malik, any, I have any on videotape. I have on videotape a game with the economics and finance team that me and Levon were on. Beat another school, a hundred and thirty four. To sixty-two in eight-minute okay. quarters. Was Kobe Bryant on the other okay. team in eight-minute quarters? Wait, wait, was there was, was there Bryant? one was there, was there one bona fide NBA player on that other team? Malik, 
We beat was there them one by it, it, seventy no, points? It, 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 no, answer me that question. No, was there and one? We beat them by seven, and we beat them by seventy points. Because if I'm not mistaken, that's probably that was probably ice. No, some it school, wasn't some school that never no, nobody ever heard of. It was a real high school. We beat them by seventy points. I can ice bring was the tape a real high school. But we beat them by hey, seventy hey, points. Okay, who's the, high that, who's the high school? Were we that good that night? Who's the high school? Sure, but but did, did the other and team have an NBA player though? So that's why I'm saying. That's why I'm that saying. Bad. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying. They still didn't have an NBA player what, type of. What, what player. That's like, why I'm saying what I'm saying. What you're saying, again, again, and, and what's up, listeners? Hopefully, you guys are here. Hope, yeah, hopefully, this is this gets. I want. We want a game by seven. This points. is being recorded. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't winning matter. a high school, you you're winning a high school game by seventy points has nothing to do with Kobe Bryant. Like, okay. these, these, like I can't. Believe, I still can't believe you said that. That we we'll be hanging with Kobe Bryant. My God, it's ridiculous. No, you got to get destroyed. All right. It is ridiculous. Sure. I love Kobe. God bless you, Kobe. God bless you, man. Yeah, RIP, man. He was one of the greats. Yeah, he's one of the greats, and you sullied his name with this. How? You're going to hang hang with Kobe Bryant. How? Hell no. Have you seen your your hook shot? I'm saying. Come on, man. You're not hanging with Kobe Bryant? I'm saying we wouldn't have gotten blown out like you think. That's what I'm saying. Yes, we would have. They're not beating us by a thousand points. Yes, we would have had. No. That would have been twenty-one a zip game. No. Next, next team it up. It wouldn't have. It, it, it really would've. wouldn't have. It would have. It could have put argument, Kobe Bryant, your Rufus, and whoever. Your argument that he didn't get drafted because he was a superior athlete to everybody no, 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 else no, no, no. to me I, sounds ridiculous. No, that's that's what you're saying. You're no, saying that he I'm didn't not, get drafted I'm, because I, he wasn't a superior athlete, and that's no, what I'm saying. I'm not saying that. Then what I'm are you saying? I am saying that Kobe Bryant was drafted. Because he was an extremely skilled basketball player that also happened to be a great a great athlete. So because, he, go ahead, go ahead. The athleticism was more important than the skill. When the athleticism, drafted. the athleticism for an eighteen year old for an eighteen year old kid is almost always more important than the skill because the eighteen year old kid is never as skilled as he is going to be when he's twenty six. He's always going to be more athletic than he is skilled. Tracy McGrady was always going to be more athletic than he was skilled. Vince Carter was more athletic than he was skilled. They are they are more athletic when they when they come into the league. Every, there is no player. Even Kemba Jordan Wolf the same was way. More athletic even, than he is. Than even he Jordan skilled. was the same way. Supremely nah, skilled. Jordan, these Jordan had more time to develop. It was a little bit different. He had three these, years in these, college. These players are supremely skilled. That really made a big difference. They're skilled when they get drafted. They you know, have you know skill when they get drafted. Of that? You know they grow over of that? time. It's it's the difference between it's the difference between being that who's that guy from Duke that was on the Miami team. It's the difference between being Shane Battier, coming in as small forward, and um, like a Kevin Durant. It's the difference between being those two guys. How, how, how? Shane Battier wait, got drafted clearly because wait, of his what? Skill. Kevin Durant came in because he was a are, superior athlete. Are, wait, are you all oh, wait, oh, wait, wait? Oh my God! They are both played the same exact position. Wait, are you, wait, 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 yeah. wait, wait. Okay, wow. Yes. Wow. You yes. heard this right. You heard this. He just said. He just said that Kevin Durant was not drafted because of his basketball skill. Please let's get to the NFL picks because they saw his ability. I'm telling to you right now, no one's going to listen to this podcast for us yeah, to talk about are. basketball. If you keep if you keep right. talking about this shit, so no, 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 no seriously, right. just, let's get to NFL and college picks because we we clearly know you, this group clearly knows that better. Because if you start talking about Kevin Durant and comparing Kevin Durant to Shane Battier, like Shane Battier <laughs> wouldn't have this conversation with you. Okay. Shane Battier would go, "You're right. I'm not a great athlete. I got drafted because but, but I was Shane, a very skilled basketball player." 
Sh- that's Shane, what he Shane, would say. Shane, Shane Battier, and that's why not, what I'm saying makes Shane sense. Shane Battier would never would never say that he's he was more skilled. That Kevin Durant had no didn't was not drafted because of his basketball skill. You you're saying he was only you were saying he was purely drafted because he was a he was a superior athlete. He had a good that jump makes, shot that he thought that they thought could, that's, could get better. Is that skill? Is that a skill? He had a great skill? jump shot that he thought he would get better, and he's seven feet tall, and he could. He was run seven foot. He was se- he was seven, seven feet tall with a with, with a handle with a handle of a two guard. Right, with the handle of a two guard and a jump shot that was water. That's all skill, Ace. I don't know what you're talking about. That's skill. That's ability. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't, I don't get, get it either. I'm done. Go ahead. Let's get to the show. Come on, right. do the opening, Ace. Welcome to the Sport Uptown Parlay Podcast. You're the show joined again. finally again <laughs> by Anthony, Ace, hey, hey. and Malik. Yeah, I had, a, back, I had a wonderful. Ant. Yeah, welcome back. I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. You know, I was in Germany. What's going on, people? What's going on, y'all? If you believe that Germany thing, something's wrong here. Just like if you believe Ace with his um I've, crack theories. But anyway, I figured theories. you was in Latvia with kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. I you yeah. was hanging out with kneecaps again. Now I was trying to, I was trying to get him over, but he didn't want to deal with that. But you know what? Let's get to these picks. <laughs> and I got to get out of this view. Oh, exit full screen. There we go. All right. First up, we have the Thursday night game of Dallas. Actually, wait, we didn't even get into the college games and all the crazy stuff going on there. Yeah, because you talk about that. Anyway, I'm not even going to get back into that. But anyway, make our picks. I'll Listen, be over here. I'm not. I'm not going to debate basketball with you, Ed. So it is. What no, it we is. we don't need to talk about this. You know, you think Shane Battier is the great, is quite more skilled than Kevin Durant or whatever. But anyway, back to your picks. I'm saying that's why he got drafted. He didn't get drafted because he was a great athlete. Yeah, okay. not the guy who took charge. That's true. The court. That is no. That is absolutely true. And that's what I'm. True. And that's what I'm saying. Shane Battier did so not get drafted. Shane De- Shane Battier did not get drafted on his athletics. His and his athletic. Although he was a great athlete because he. Is a great athlete by virtue. He's a great of athlete because he's an NBA, but he didn't get drafted because he's a great athlete. He wasn't. He wasn't drafted because he was more athletic than everyone. He was drafted can, because he was all, more. Skilled. All I want to see exactly. is I can't wait to see what the, what happens in the and comments. Kevin Durant section. and Kevin Durant got drafted first overall because he was a better athlete than everyone he else. Second, and he had skill. Who got drafted ahead of him? Fred Golden. Oh, why did he get drafted first overall, Malik? Because he was seven feet tall and he had a he had a he had great feet. He had great feet as a big man. He was seven feet tall. He could defend and he could score in the paint. That's back why he got then, drafted. He was, skill, centers, he was a skilled was big. Thing. He was a very skilled big coming out of Ohio State that was very, very good. Had had skill and had athleticism, and he would have been, he would have been. I think he would have been a great player if not for his injuries. And speaking of Ohio State, shout out to Michigan <laughs> for winning nice that segment. game last week. I did like that segue. I appreciated it. I don't know if any of our Ohio State fans do, but we don't have any listeners in Ohio, and we do have some in Michigan, so shout out to y'all. Um, I think y'all are going to win the Big Ten, and you're going to end up in the playoff for the first time ever. And it's a good thing y'all didn't fire Harbaugh last year like everybody was talking about, and you switched defensive coordinators because y'all shut down C.J. Stroud. That game was not as close as the score ended, and Iowa has no offense, so – that over under is probably going to be just a little bit over. Actually, I'm going to put it under because Iowa is just, they play to a crawl. But Michigan is favored by 10 and a half. They're the number two team in the country. Iowa's number 13. As long as they win that game, they're in. Anthony's hometown UTSA Roadrunners are 11 and one. They're no longer ranked because they lost one game in Conference USA, which is kind of ridiculous. But they're hosting Western Kentucky. I'm taking them 
getting three at home. And Oregon is still actually in the playoffs. Oklahoma State, shout out to y'all for finally beating Oklahoma, who's leaving the Big 12 in a couple of years. Um, apparently, that's not even really a rivalry because Oklahoma State never wins. But as long as they can beat Baylor, they can actually still get in. And Alabama versus Georgia, Malik, who are you rooting for? It's hard to say. I mean, it's honestly, I mean, of course it's Georgia just because, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I there's no way. I, I can't root for Alabama. It'd be like Anthony rooting for the Patriots. Like, it's just, it's not. I don't even. I mean, they they literally could be playing a team of a team of devil worshippers, and I probably root for Alabama. I mean, I probably root for the devil worshippers <laughs> if the Pats could somehow get the Jets into the playoffs by beating a team, Anthony would root for them. No, it won't. No, yeah, he would. no, no. If it meant he the Jets getting would, into the playoffs and the Pats had to beat like you know Ace. the Dolphins to get the Jets in, he would be happy about it. Ace, this nope. weekend when it's um quite um Pats versus Bills, I hope it ends in a tie. Just cause that still hurts the that still hurts the Jets. No, but it hurts them more. More <laughs> statistically, actually, it'll give it'll give the Pats a tiebreaker. No, you know because what, they'll, you know what they'll still be a game ahead of them. You know, you know what I would want to happen. What um, do you remember? Um, was it the the Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, remember, remember the football scene in the Dark Knight Returns. Oh yeah, that'd be oh awesome. with a stadium, yeah, just, just, just with a stadium, with the stadium explodes and nobody yeah, can play. Yep, that's this. exactly it. Just do that. Just, just, just do that. Act <laughs> of God. That's what I'm asking for. I'm asking for an act of God, a force majeure. Give me one of those. The game doesn't get played. We just flip a coin and somebody won. Sure, no problem. I don't want to watch oh. it. I'm not not paying attention. Georgia. I'm picking Georgia. Um, everybody's picking. Everybody's picking Georgia. I think was what is what is Georgia right now? Um, the number one in the country. The no, no, no. What is their? What is their? Uh, what is? What's the spread? Oh, six and a half, and the over under is forty nine and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just happy that Alabama's this, this. I don't remember the last time Alabama was an underdog, at all, much less an underdog by 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 over four points. I remember when they lost to Florida in the SEC title game. They were they were an underdog in the. That was they when were, Tim I, Tebow was there. They like were they were underdog in twenty nineteen. Yeah. They were underdog in 2019 when uh, when LSU went 15 and 0, and they yeah. played they played LSU in the SEC championship game. I remember that game. They were they were Wait. underdog, but I think they won it up by like three. Uh, they couldn't play LSU in the SEC championship game because I'm sorry, the, same division. the LSU the LSU Bama game. Got they it. were yes, yes, yes. they were underdogs, yeah. and that was the Alabama's game. actually plus 190, which they could win that game. Doesn't seem likely because Georgia's defense is all world. Yeah, but I'd like to point out two things. Alabama's quarterback has thrown for 40 touchdowns and 3,900 yards. Um, Georgia's starting quarterback has thrown for 21 touchdowns and 1,985 yards. <laughs> and this is the number one team in the country. So it's not because that's not how they win. They win by not letting you score. They don't let you score and they run all over your growth. They run, they run it down your throat. That's it. So maybe Brian Robinson can uh, rip off a couple of runs here. He's got 200 carries on the season and 1,000 yards and 14 TDs. I don't know. But Georgia would have to fall down and hurt themselves, I think, for them to lose this game. If they blow Alabama out, they are done. Cincinnati, there's still a way that Cincinnati cannot make it in because Cincinnati could lose to Houston, even though the game is in Cincinnati, which kind of really favors them because Houston is not a cold weather team. But Houston is 11 and one, and the only game they lost is Texas Tech. So I'm really hoping that um, Cincinnati pulls this off. Somehow USC is playing this weekend. I don't even know how. But yeah, I'll be watching. I'll be watching that Georgia Alabama game and I'll be watching that Houston Cincinnati game and Pittsburgh came through last for me, which last week was a good pick. 
So I'm going to take Pittsburgh again. Actually, I'm going to take Wake Forest because I bet them to win the ACC. And they're getting three points. And I think that game's being played in Charlotte. So that game's being played basically as a home game for Wake Forest, which is, this is the greatest this team has ever been as far as I've been watching football. And they're both 10-2. and two, So shout out to them. Mm-hmm. Anthony, you can unmute your mic. Do you have anything to say about college football <laughs> since this is championship week? This is basically scouting season for you. He's been scouting since week one. Yeah, what defensive end do you want them to draft since you know the Jets aren't going to get the first overall pick? So Thibodeau's gone for y'all. No, Thibodeau actually might drop. I forgot the other um, defensive end. They talk about the Lions might get him instead. So Aiden, Thibodeau's actually might Aiden Hutchinson? Hutchinson, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, Hutchinson. So Thibodeau might actually fall to the Jets. I want Thibodeau in that, um, what's the name, guard? That, um, not guard, the left tackle. From which school? The one from BYU or? No, no, it's not from, from Notre, The one from, from Notre Dame? Yes, the one from Notre Dame. That dude. Oh, gets, that six foot seven get, guy was like 340 pounds? Yes, and then we can either put him or, be, or Beckham to the right t- uh, uh, to the right tackle. How tall uh, is uh, the Jets quarterback? Because he might have a problem seeing six over two. them. He's 6'2". Six six yeah, he's six almost 6'3". Yeah. Almost. If he yeah, stands on his tippy toes. No, he's he's not Drew Brees. Come on now. He's actually he's actually taller and quite bigger than people actually think. But you know, I don't know. He's no Justin Fields. Uh, Look, what I what what I will (laughs) say. He's no Mac Jones. What I will say about that number one pick is there is no there is no bona fide number one quarterback sitting out there. Oh no, and therefore and therefore, I know I know what I've heard. Pretty much since the since the middle of the season, when when the lines were pretty much guaranteed to get the number get the number one pick, that it's open season for that pick. So, if people want to trade up, so wait a second, you're <clears> telling <throat> me that even it's though there's a defensive end in this draft that could be as good as Miles Garrett, who's still the best player on his team in Cleveland, and is the reason why they've won some games this year because of that defense, they would I'm trade away you, they I, would trade I'm away that you, potential I'm, to get. I'm telling to you that the Lions. Back. I'm telling you that the Lions have um, expressed, an and they got the Rams' more, first round pick. Expressed, yeah, they've expressed an interest in in gaining more draft capital over the court. Like they they know that they have to build through the draft. They have a lot of holes, and they would give up the wow. number one pick. They would give up the number one pick, move down a few slots to get more picks. Like they are literally, it makes sense. <clears throat> they are literally looking at this as a you know they need to fix they need to fix this team, and they can't fix this team. And one player is not going to fix this team. I agree, I agree. So, but like, if you have a really good I don't know. Like, all right. If he's hey, look, if 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 Kayvon Thibodeau is Lawrence Taylor, yeah, all like upset. If, if if he's Lawrence Taylor, I he then yes, the, the the team will be absolutely upset, but and the fans will be absolutely upset. But right now, everything that we've heard um, on all sides is that mm-hmm. <clears throat> they are not locked in to making that selection. It will I be gotcha. open season, and the Jets having two picks in the first round. Yeah. Um, could very well be something that that they would be interested in in dealing if the Jets were willing to do it. I doubt the Jets will do it though. Depends if if the GM is still there, thinking the that G- they're a few defensive players away. He, I can see him being a dummy and doing it. No, quite. Joe Douglas is not that dumb. Listen, man. Uh, past GMs are dumb, but you know Joe Douglas is not that dumb. All right, fair enough. He has drafted better than every Jets prior Jets guy, except you know one of those guys did draft Revis. One of those guys did put together a pretty good. Yeah, team his name is Eric Mangini. That's so, who drafted Revis. Eric, there was no GM. Mangini no, was the GM. Mangini was the real GM when it when when Revis got drafted. If you All see right. exactly, if you see what the GM did after Mangini left, you you understand. Yeah, y'all didn't give Mangini enough time. He only had two years. 
Yeah, and stuff like that. He should have been. He should have. They should have kept him. They kind of uh, Mangini actually built that team, heck, and then the, the um ownership ruined it by bringing Brett Favre, and then even ruined it even further by getting rid of Mangini, giving the whole team to Rex Ryan of a well-built Super Bowl team to Rex all Ryan. All right, all right. This Washington isn't a Jets podcast. You can hey, hey, on your you message bring it boards. Up. You bring it up. <laughs> you bring it up, Mister Justin Fields. You hear that passion in Anthony's voice, folks? Hey, that's that's it's called a real fan who knows his team. He's all riled up. He's all riled up. I love it. Hey, if I talk about Justin Fields, you know, you'll get riled up too. Not really. He's doing the best he can. Kids hurt. Listen, the fact that we beat the Lions, I was happy. Um, I think he's going to get fired. Like, the fact that this man had to show up at a press conference, like, the day before Thanksgiving to be like, I'm still going to have my job, even if we lose this game. It's kind (laughs) of sad. Like, (laughs) it's, 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 I can't imagine, like, being in a position where I public had to be like, by the way, everyone who's watching, in the country who wants me to get fired and in the state of Illinois and parts of Indiana. Um, yet yeah, I'm not done yet. <laughs> well, if he, done that, yet. if he had lost that game, it would have been, it would have been really, really no, interesting. It would have been interesting. The bears, bears don't really fire coaches in the middle of the year. Like as bad <clears> as Mark Tressman was, they were like, we'll wait to the end of the season. And then no, 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 no. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that they would have fired him midweek. I'm just saying it would have gotten very, very interesting. The conversations would have been, uh, would have been really, really interesting. And the same, can be said, look, the same can be said to me. The same can be said for any coach of a team that loses to the Lions this year. Seriously, if you lose, if Who did you lose tie? this line, um, Cleveland. I'm mean, no, sorry, Pittsburgh without so, Ben. So what? So should Mike Tomlin be on the lookout? No, no, because Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh was like basically mutilated as a like their their their, their entire roster. We're gonna get into it when we start talking about that. But look at their roster. Look at the injuries on their roster, and Ben and Ben was hurting too, like. Nobody on that team was 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 a, was a go, and you know they they you know when you got when you got to try Mason Rudolph out there you know you just you just you know yeah. you close your eyes and hope like honestly same honestly, way he does when he throws yeah honestly speaking so yeah it's it's you know but yeah I think any I think every team is looking at the schedule and saying we better not lose to them and so yeah so yeah it would it would got very interesting had they lost that game okay. So, okay, let me get back into the games this week. We have the Cowboys going to the Saints. The Cowboys lost on Thanksgiving, coming off another, uh, I guess they have a little bit more time this week. They're seven and four, going to the five and six Saints, who are still actually in the playoff hunt, because as I pointed out on our Twitter page, um, there are 13 teams in the NFL that have won five games or six games. If you add all the teams that have won seven and four games that are still technically in the playoff hunt, there are, I think it's 19 teams in the NFL. More, almost like 20 teams in the NFL have between, I think it's like seven and four wins. So basically, everybody's still in the playoffs, with the exception of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The new, no, the Jets have three wins. Jacksonville Jaguars, the Jets, and the Lions are the only teams that have specifically been eliminated because of the 18-week season. And I don't see the Saints winning because Taysom Hill has been announced the starter. So they actually gave, they went from three and a half one underdogs to four and a half one underdogs at home. The over-under is 47 and a half. And the, the defense for the Saints have just not been showing up. But I believe Amari Cooper is expected to play. I'm not so sure. Like, I still haven't checked the injury reports on this one. They're playing tomorrow night. But I got to take the Cowboys in this one. I, I don't think there's a way that they're going to lose this game, unfortunately. You have to take the Cowboys on this one because, come on now, they got the more talented team on this one. 
in my opinion, they actually have a quarterback. That's what make, that just makes it right there to me. They have the quarterback. That, that they, that's that that that's the equalizer right there. They did lose Randy Gregory for the season. Doesn't matter. They have a quarterback. Saints don't have a quarterback, in my opinion, right now. But the Saints do have Mark Ingram coming back, and they have Taysom Hill, and they have Ian Book of uh, Notre Dame fame, who was on that team that went to the College Bowl playoff. So who knows? But who's Maybe the quarterback? Ian Book finally gets a shot, huh? Who's the quarterback? Ian Book. Ian, Ian Book is going to be the starting quarterback. No, Taysom Hill is. Yes. So that, that gotcha, is it right man. there. So so give me Dallas and give me Dallas and the under. That young thirty-one-year-old Taysom Hill. Yeah, Dallas and the under. Dallas and the under. Malik, yes. who you got? Um, this game hinges primarily on whether or not, to me, and it hinges primarily on whether or not Alvin Kamara can play. He's missed the last three games with a knee injury. Um, <clears throat> the rest of obviously the rest of their offensive, their offensive weaponry has been injured. The interesting thing about Taysom Hill is like you know he's going to run. You know he's a an he's he's a tough cover in terms of like he's tough to defend just because of his athleticism and what he can do what he can do with the ball in his hands and you know you've never seen him actually you don't know what he's capable of honestly mm-hmm. speaking there's really no you know there's there's you know there's game tape on him but the combination of Taysom Hill and Sean Payton this is like the first time we're gonna see it full bore for a full game um, and the Dallas Cowboys have been. I would say for, for without, without like saying they've been bad, they've been up and down for a lot. They've been up and down a lot this Man. season, even they though they can they, always score points, <clears throat> they can score points. And Dak is a, Dak is a very good quarterback, but they were getting handled by the Raiders. Um, and no one expected that to happen. They were being handled. They had to come back in order to lose that game uh, yes. in overtime. They had to come back. They were down 11 points and they had to come all the way back. Dak had to, Dak had to will them all the way back, get to get them to the tie and they lost the game. So, I'm afraid of what the Cowboys are going to be week in and week out if they don't have, you know, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper. They're still dealing with this COVID situation. Um, I mean, both and, and for both teams, it's been a full week. It's not like either one of these teams is playing on a short week either because they both played on Thursday night. Yeah, They both played on Thanksgiving. So, I mean, I am going to take New Orleans at home um, to cover. I'm not going to assume that really? they're in this game, but I'm going to take them to cover. Um, because Dallas will, I think Dallas is going to play this game close. I think New Orleans, is, New Orleans' defense is going to come out and play, um, you know, play inspired and and keep this and keep this game relatively close. And if and if if I know the Saints the way I've known the Saints, um, uh, Sean Payton is going to dial up an offense that allows Taysom Hill to take to take advantage of his skill set and and keeps the ball out of the hands of the Cowboys. Ball control. And get and keep the ball out of the hands of the Cowboys. And if Alvin Kamara plays, that's the piece, that's the explosive piece that they can add to this to the roster that can actually, you know, help them score points and get get it into the 20s to the 30s. They can't do it without Kamara. I'm gonna Kamara's say playing. Yeah. Great. So I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Saints at home to cover the to cover the four and a half on a Thursday night. Uh, the reason why I'm picking against the Saints is because both of their tackles are questionable. Ramsick and Teron Armstead. So their left tackle and their right tackle. So when your offensive line is hurt and you already pretty have a shaky team and you have a quarterback who's not really known for getting the ball down the field, he has been getting first team reps all week. So he is prepared, but um, Dallas still has a better pass rush. Marcus Davenport isn't going to play. So when you have defensive, like the best thing that New Orleans had going for it this season was their defense. 
um, until Jameis was able to get the ball down the field, and now they've lost that as well. So I have to go with Dallas, and that's my reasoning. I just think too many defensive injuries from New Orleans. I did point out Randy Gregory was hurt, but they do still have other pass rushers with Michael Parsons, and I saw that in the in the you know in the Vegas game, but they just weren't able to get it done, unfortunately, on New, on Thanksgiving. Um, Malik brought up some good points. Next up, we have Malik's Detroit Lions hosting the Minnesota Vikings. The Lions are getting seven-point underdogs at home. Yeah, the Lions are seven-point underdogs at home, and the over-under on this game is 46. Malik, who do you got? So the only reason why the over-under on this game is 46 is because they expect, they expect Minnesota to score 35. Like, honestly, <laughs> honestly speaking, honestly speaking. Look, I mean, because think here, here. So here's a reality situation: Detroit, yeah. over the last three games, the last mm-hmm. three games that they've played since Dan Campbell has taken over offensive play calling, which it looks like there's, it's he's still going to be, uh, you know, manning that, manning that, that, that lever. Mm-hmm. Um, the Detroit Lions have scored 16, 13, and ten points, uh, and fourteen points. They scored fourteen against uh, against you guys, against your Bears. They covered. They cover, but they can't get over 20 points to save their lives. It's just not, it's just not happening. Minnesota can get over 20 points by halftime. That's not, that's not, that's never been a problem for them. Well, Dalvin Cook the only reason, hurt. yeah, I was going to say Dalvin Cook being hurt is, does hurt them, but Alexander Madison is, is a definitely a capable backup and he can definitely, and he can, in, in the games that he has played where he has started, he has been absolutely, um, uh, you know, serviceable for, for Minnesota. Their receivers are fine. Their receivers are, are healthy. Kirk Cousins, despite, you know, not winning the big games. Kirk Cousins has had a very good season. He's had he quietly had a very good season. Um, and this offense does not turn the ball over very often. So they don't turn the ball over very often. They score points. And even though their defense is not anything to write home about, and it's probably the reason why they won't make the playoffs this year, they don't have they won't have a problem against the Detroit offense because Jared Goff doesn't throw the ball on the field. Okay. And there's and there's like and and Detroit's best offensive weapon, DeAndre Swift, is likely going to miss this game. So there's no reason, honestly, to um to pick Detroit to win this game to cover the spread or anything along those lines. I'm putting in Minnesota, Minnesota in the under, and I'm locking this in as my first best bet. Wow. Okay. I'm gonna go next. Um, I'm taking Detroit to cover. I'm just gonna take the over because every time these teams have played in the past, they score over 50 points. I don't know why. Maybe Detroit just feels like playing their best games against Minnesota. Maybe there's a secret rivalry I don't know about. I know they're in the same division, but Detroit and Minnesota historically aren't like, you know, great rivals. I'm sure we're going back to the 70s or something here. I don't know. But um, I think seven points is too much. This line might go actually go up, and it probably should. But without Dalvin Cook, Minnesota lacks a lot of pop. Madison is good, but um, I don't think the Lions are that much worse this year than they were last year. And last year they had were able to win what four games? Five. Five. They, they won five, five games. So they tied one game. So I think I'm gonna count that as a win for them because they didn't lose. And I think this will be their first win of the season. So I'm gonna take the Lions getting that seven points. Get in. And I'm taking the over. Um for the, I think for the last three or four weeks or whatever, I've been picking the Lions or whatever, expecting some miracle in 34th Street BS. Hmm. But um after listening to Malik, I'm just gonna go the same way. I'm gonna they go keep with the covering Lions and under. Know. Yeah, but, you know, they don't cover the way I want to cover. I want them to actually win the game. <laughs> so I'm okay. taking the – I'm taking I'm taking the um, – I'm not taking the Lions. I'm taking Minnesota. I'm taking the under. I hate Kirk Cousins, but, you know what, I'm still, I'm going to go with them on this time. I'm taking them taking them for the cover, and hopefully I'll win this week. And 
we'll find some way after the Lions lock up that number one um, pick in the draft so we can get this Lions a win because we can't repeat this Owen. We can't be the first, what is it, Owens? How many games this year? Well, they, they, won't be, they can't be Owens 17 because they have a tie. They'll be 0-16 and 1 if they if they lose out. And look, I, and look, my I mean Ace, you you make a good I mean, the Lions are not gonna they're not gonna lay down, right? They're gonna play hard, they're gonna play as hard as they possibly can. I don't um, but I've watched every snap, I've watched every snap of, of every game this season of the Detroit Lions. Um aside from last week, the, this is gonna be the worst quarterback they're gonna play against. The, no, not really. No, no, they played against Mason Rudolph. Um oh. Wow. And the 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 lack of discipline when when you are not a very very talented football team, which they are not, and you have injuries to your best to your most talented players, right? Which they do. I mean, even even as, as much as I clown Jared Goff, he's still one of the most talented players on this team, and he's hurt. Yeah. He's playing hurt. He's been playing hurt. He's been playing hurt since like for like the last former number weeks. one overall pick. Um, when you are when you are talent deficient you have to make up for it in terms of efficiency. You have to make up for it by not making, not making crazy, crazy penalties by not calling double timeouts at the end of the game. When you, when you, you know, and, and understanding the rules of the game and not do it, not making mistakes like that by not, by, by, by making the right checks at the line, making the right checks on offense, checks on defense. If they're not doing that and there's, and again, they're still not doing that because they're a young team, because they're an inexperienced team, because they're inexperienced coaching staff, like all of these things just are piling up against them. And you play against a team like Minnesota who can score, who can, who, you know, Justin they're not Jefferson five and six. They're not five and six because they can't score points. They're five and six because they can't stop anybody from scoring anything. That's, That's the reason why Minnesota is what they are. Jared Goff is going to have his a, best a throwing staff. game of the season. Minnesota actually has a coaching staff that's not rookies. Right. Yeah. That, that, that's that's the only that's the only piece I can say. I hope to be wrong. I pray to be wrong, but I'm I don't think I will be, and I'm gonna, that's why I'm locking it in. Wow. Okay. Faith. Faith in the hometown. All right. Uh, Indianapolis at Houston. The over under in this game is forty five and a half. This is definitely going to go over. I'm going to make this quick. Um, I think Indianapolis blows out Houston. Houston has played their best couple of games in a row, and Indianapolis is on the hunt, and they want to win this champ. They want to win the championship, and I think they actually can. And I think they want to win this division, and I really believe that they can. Jonathan Taylor is the best running back that's left standing, basically, in the NFL. He's still healthy. He put up a good game last week, even though they lost. Still got 100 yards, still got a touchdown. Um, he didn't, he's not going to score five TDs every week, but he could score three D three TDs this week. Michael Pittman is still playing well. Houston is one of the worst defenses in the league. And when you're relying on Tyrod Taylor to be the majority of your offense, Brandon cooks may get a couple of touches and do something with it. But outside of that, even though the spread is one of the largest of the week, I think Indianapolis is going to crush him. It's going to be my first lock of the week. They're on the road in Houston, but Houston really has no home fans because, you know, they're Houston. Um, I'm going to take Indy by eight and a half, and I'm going to take the over. I think it's going to be a 45-5 to five game, 45-7. Go ahead, man. Well, Houston's actually a team that's been put together by bubblegum or whatever. Nobody gives a shit about them. Quite Zach Wilson played like shit last week, and he quite the Jets still found a way to win. Come on now. I don't think anybody's going to be it. picking Houston down the road for anything. So I'm going to pick Indianapolis in this, and I'm definitely going to take the um, going to take Indianapolis in the over in this one. All right. Malik. It's a sweep, and Indy goes in my, my second lock of the week. Look, Indy, Indy made a mistake, and they knew they made a mistake. They they could have beat they could have beat Tampa Bay last week, and their mistake was yeah. 
not running uh, Jonathan Taylor early and often in that game. Uh, and the second that they started to hand the ball off to him towards the end of the game, that you know he was gashing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense and scored yeah. scored a late touchdown, which made that game much closer than it than it you know than it should have been. And then honestly, like I said, if they would have went to that earlier, they probably would have won that game against Tampa. Tampa didn't look great in that game. Um, Indy, hopefully, Indy has learned has learned their lesson and will will you know feature a, a heavy dosage of Jonathan Taylor. I mean, maybe they were trying to you know uh, give him a bit of a break after what he did to Buffalo the week before. Um, but you know, so, so, you know, he should be plenty rested for this game against Houston in Houston. Um, this is probably a game where they would love to get out in front relatively quickly, relatively early and allow themselves the opportunity to rest a little bit in the back end, because obviously they've got some big games coming up, um, and they want to continue to maintain the lead in the AFC South. So I'm taking Indy as well. We're all, we're all kind of on, on the same boat there. And I'm locking this in as my second best bet. Yeah, Loctis is my first best bet on this one. All right. And what's crazy to me is that even though this is week 13, there's still four teams on a bye, which are the Panthers, Browns, Packers, and Titans, who are all desperately in need of it because the Panthers and the Browns are kind of just the walking wounded at this point. Although yeah. every single one of those teams all still have a chance to make the playoffs. On and, a side note on, the, on mm-hmm. that, do you think that maybe next year or the year after that these NFL teams will actually expand their roster? Because a lot of teams have been playing a lot of um, back and forth with the um, what's the name with the um, practice squad using that as an extra roster slot. They might as well increase this, especially as increasing games. I just no, to throw that out there. I don't think they are because the owners don't want to have to pay more mandatory minimum. Like if you increase the roster, that's more guys you have to pay, right? Who may or may not get into a game. It's more third string quarterbacks. It's more like fourth string receivers it's a lot of like there's only but so many guys you need on special teams right, right. so if you just increase the number of guys that are going to be on the roster that you have to pay because the, the the argument for getting the way they were able to get that extra game was they got everybody who doesn't make a ton of money everybody who's not a quarterback or a star wide receiver or a star player to basically say we'll raise the minimum salary from 600 grand to 970,000 or 980,000 like just under a million and we'll increase the and they increase the um game so that they could get that that extra money in the Thursday games and the extra Monday night and extra Saturday games that they get through the rest of the year. So they're not they're not trying to pay an extra couple million to have like another five guys on the team who may or may not play. They'll just they I think they're they're keeping the increased they're they're keeping the increased uh what was that practice squad squad. Yeah so I think the practice squad instead of it being seven I think it's like 15. Yeah, right. that's 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 where they went. That's where they went with the COVID when with with COVID as well, where they added added more folks to the practice squad and they allowed them they allowed teams to have more guys on the practice squad because of the COVID COVID situation. Um, and then the other the other thing that they did uh, relatively recently um, was the um, injured reserve ability to come back. Right. So now injured reserve doesn't mean you're out for you know the season. It doesn't. It means you're out for a minimum of three games. Um, and so you get the opportunity to put a player on injured reserve. You can preserve him for three weeks, you know, get somebody to play for him for, you know, for, for a little bit and then bring him back. And so you're not, you're not in a situation where a guy has like a, you know, where a guy has like a, a muscle tear or something like that. And you have to put him on IR and that means he's gone for the year. Um, you, you can potentially get him back if you're, you know, if, if he, if he works, if he works, works himself back into shape, you can potentially get him back. So I think that's the other piece that they've, that they've added the other wrinkle that they've added so that they can avoid having to add more players to the roster. Exactly. Exactly. 
And next up, we have oh, Anthony, did you make your pick for that game? You did. Yeah. Malik, that was did my, you? That was a lot. Mm-hmm. Indy. Yep. Okay. We all went with Indy. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Arizona and Chicago. Chicago's getting seven and a half. Chicago is at home. The over under this is 45 and a half. I'm going to take the over on this. Um, Chicago hasn't been hitting too many overs, but they're not playing the Lions this week. They are not a great offensive team, but I believe Allen Robinson is healthy enough to play. He will not be out. He had a little bit of extra rest, so they're getting extra three days. He's practicing. Um, the bad news is that for the Bears is that uh, Murray, Kyler Murray, is going to be playing. And it looks like Deshaun, Deshaun Hopkins. It looks like Hopkins is going to be playing for um, the it's going to be playing for the Cardinals. So that's not good news for them. They are the best team by record of the NFL. Um, you know, it AJ Green isn't really doing too much. The one good thing about playing Arizona is that they don't have a great running game, and the Bears are pretty good against the run. They are not great against the pass. DeAndre Hopkins. So therefore, I really can't say that I don't know. The Bears, I think the Bears should cover this game. They should be able to stay with them by just a touchdown because they're at home. But with it being Murray's first game back, the Bears still have a really good pass rush. But they're also really good at protecting Murray because they've been, they've been able to win games with Colt McCoy, who is nowhere near as good of a runner. So if they can do that, I don't see too many injuries on their offensive line. I'm going to have to take Arizona here to cover, and I'm going to have to go with the over. Go ahead, Ant. Um, is the red rifle playing? Uh, that's another thing they haven't really said. Like they, they basically said when he's healthy, he will start. Uh, Justin Fields, but I don't know if Justin Fields like is playing. I think he was back at practice. They reported that he was back at practice, but there's no guarantee that he's gonna be able to play. Although, okay, so- like five defensive players sat out of practice. Since I don't trust your team, I'm ta- I'm taking Arizona in the under in this one. <laughs> Akeem Hicks, Roquan Smith, Sam Kamara, Allen Robinson. Oh, so he didn't practice. Robinson, Marquise Goodwin, Cole Komet, Damian Williams, Mario Edwards. Jesus. So, yeah, the Bears have no linebackers left except for Danny Trevathan. And, uh, yeah, so good luck to them. And uh, Robert Quinn. So they can just kind of double-team Quinn, and they should probably lose. And I don't even think they'll cover now since most of their defense is hurt. So who you got, Ant? I'm taking Arizona and the under this one. And the under. Malik, who you got? Yeah, uh, Fields is listed as probable as of yesterday. Um, he did practice November 30th. Today. He did He did practice today and is expected to play. He's about 75%. They said he's expected to play. Um, so expect him to be out there. Um, but like you said, Kyler Murray's back. Arizona's coming off of their bye. Um, they didn't play last week, so this is another it's another opportunity for them to get a little bit healthier. Um, and Chicago right now is one in five against the spread over their last six games. Um, they have not covered well, uh, even when they win games, even, right? Even when even in the victories, they have not covered. So um, if you don't expect them to win this game, then you're probably expecting them to lose by more than a touchdown. Um, and so I can see this game going somewhere. I'm going to pick I'm going to take Arizona in the under. I'm, I can see this game going somewhere around, you know, 27, 13 or something along those lines. So I would take Arizona and the under on that one. All right. Next up, we have the New York Giants pulled off a big victory last week at the Miami Dolphins. This is going to be my second lock of the week. I'm taking the Dolphins to cover by four and the over-under. Who was your first lock? Sorry. Indianapolis. They're going to blow oh. out Houston. 
Okay, so we're all we're all India. We're all taking India as a lock. Okay, that is my yeah. That's gonna be my biggest single bet this week that I'm gonna make is on Indianapolis. Okay, and I may Go take ahead, Arizona. Knowing how many people I heard of Chicago, actually, so that's a pretty good one to take too. Um, yeah, I'm taking Miami to cover. They're at home. They're playing the Giants. The Giants don't play well in Miami. They never have. Whenever they go to South Florida, they tend to lose. And I'm going to take the over on this one. Um, Anthony's favorite head coach and Brian Flores has that team humming. And the second round. They may not make the playoffs, but I do think they're going to get a couple more wins. And I do expect them to win this game. And it's unlikely that they make the playoffs. They are one of the five-win teams, so they could sneak in as number seven seed. Because right now that is Indianapolis and the Chargers, and they both seem to be slipping. And if the Chargers slip a little bit more, they could slip right out of the playoffs and the Miami Dolphins could slip right in. So crazy as it sounds, the Giants are a four and seven team. Miami is five and seven. Miami needs this game. They still haven't had a bye week yet, Miami. So they just kind of need to outlast the they just need to outlast Saquon Barkley and the Giants. And I think they can do it. They have a pretty good defensive line. And most of their team is still healthy. And they have better corners, so they should be able to cover all, all of the Giants receivers and focus on Barkley and make him beat them. So I'm going to take Miami in this one. Go ahead, Ant. Well, the Giants this week is going to be going one step and getting a um, GM fired. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins in this one. I'm taking the Dolphins in the under in this one. The Dolphins have a better defensive team. The Dolphins have a better coach. And uh, quite, I, quite, I don't see the Dolphins losing this thing. I'm taking, even though the Giants ha- have some good players in there, they, they're basically going to be packing it in after this week. I'm taking the Dolphins in the under. All right. Go ahead. I'll make it my lock too as well. Sorry about that. All right. I, I find it really interesting that you guys are so, so adamant on Miami. Now, granted, Miami's won four straight. They've covered their last four. They've covered all the four, the four games, but the Giants. They're just a played- healthier team. They they are, but the Giants have played the Giants have played well the last couple of weeks. Um, they just they did beat a Philly team that nobody nobody believed that they were going to beat the Philadelphia Eagles last week, but they they were able to um, to win that to win that game. I think the biggest the biggest issue here for me is that um, <clears throat> Daniel Jones is hurt, so we know he's not going to play. Um, and I can't remember who their backup is, but I can't remember it's just the. the well, I can tell you right now. Right now, it's Mike Lennon. Yes, Mike Lennon is going to be getting the start. Former That's Chicago the Bear, Mike Lennon. That's the problem for me on this one. It's not that it's not that Daniel. It's not that you know. And it's not really because I think the Giants have a really good defense, um, or at the very least, they have a good enough defense to to hang with Miami and hang with Tua, and and the Miami offense. I don't think there's any. There's, no one on Miami offense is scaring me. Um, well, well, two things this. about the Giants defense: their their corners are all hurt. Jabril Preppers is not going to play. And their best linebacker, Blake Martinez, isn't going to play. Right. But that hasn't really been a major issue for them over the last couple of weeks, um, is what I'm saying. So, right. you know, they, you know, losing losing to Tampa uh, on the Monday night game a couple of weeks ago, notwithstanding, they beat Vegas. They had won yes. three straight before that game, right? They beat yes. Vegas, they beat Kansas City, they beat Carolina, and then they, they, they came back and beat Philadelphia. So they've actually been playing really well over the last five yeah. weeks. Mm-hmm. Um so these both of these teams, I would say, without you know, are are warm. I won't say they're hot. I would say I would say they're warm mm-hmm. at this point in time, and they're all and they're both playing relatively well. So that's why I'm going to take the Giants to, to cover the spread. I'm gonna I'm I'm not taking them to win the game, but I think it'll be a close game. I think I think it'll be closer than most people give it credit for. And I think it's gonna I think they're gonna cover the spread. Okay. Glenn's not gonna be anything to write home about. But if if Saquon Barkley's healthy and and they can feed him the ball and and get him get him get him opportunities. 
Um, maybe maybe the Giants can score score a couple of points, keep it close. And again, like Miami doesn't really scare me at all in terms of what they what they bring on offense. They're a very good team, and I do believe that they'll win the game. But I think it's a yeah. field goal game, honestly. I think what it is is that Miami beat Baltimore by so much, and they also blew out Carolina when everybody thought Carolina had a really good chance against them at home. And I think that's yeah. what's. I think, I think, that's, I think people are overrating. Almost, I think a lot of people are overrating yeah. what Carolina what Carolina is. Yeah, as a team. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah. I'm still taking Miami, but that that does make sense. And in terms of the spread and why everybody's leaning that way, the low over under is really attractive to me because I really don't think there's going to be a super low scoring game. So the fact that this is 40 and a half, I would just probably take the over on this game, honestly. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Um, Atlanta is 10 and a half point home underdogs. And the over under on this game is 50, which says a lot because Basically, they're saying they don't really believe that much in Tampa's defense, which actually hasn't been so great over the past like four to five weeks. Um, bad thing about that is Tampa has already had their bye, I think, in week 10. And Tampa really needs this game. Um, Atlanta is actually second in this division. Tampa's eight and three. This is a division game. I believe Tampa's already beaten Atlanta so far this season, correct? Have they played already? Or am I mistaken? No, yeah, they beat Tampa week two. Yeah, they beat them in week 25. Two at home um there's really no reason why this would go any different tampa actually was healthier than i mean atlanta was actually healthier than as was tampa i think um ab is gonna play i know no, chris he's, not God- he's not playing again i know chris godwin's he's playing be gone for two weeks i know scotty huh oh i know no, scotty- he's gonna be gone for two weeks that's all okay saying. i know scotty is playing i know gronkowski is healthy leonard fournette has never looked any better the only thing i would say that i would guarantee is the over on this one um atlanta's gonna play a lot better but they've really been getting by beating bad teams and even though the Tampa Bay defense really hasn't been there like they gave up 31 points to the colts but the colts are a better team they've only lost to the rams they've lost to the saints with jart with Jameis, and somehow they lost to washington at washington and atlanta is not as good as washington even though they do have a better record but i just they're, they're so up and down it's so hard to pick um the falcons got a win over jacksonville last week i mean they beat miami they beat new orleans they got blown out by new england you know they lost to washington so i can't see them covering against this game but i don't like picking 10 and a half point home dogs but i have to lean towards tampa here it's obvious pick so it should come through but crazier things have happened this season so i don't know i i, I begrudgingly take tampa bay go ahead Ant. Yeah, I'm gonna have to take Tampa Bay as well. I'm taking them in the over. I don't really, I really, might as well just pick them. Shoot, I don't really think Atlanta is really worth it to pick it at this point. If they had Calvin Ridley, I think this actually would be like a seven point spread. But who knows? Right, but as far as this is concerned, they don't have Calvin Ridley, so why I want to pick them? But yeah, um, um, Tampa's gonna be missing um AB. They might be missing Gronk. I don't know if he's gonna be playing tonight. He's healthy. He's, he, he was great last week. He'll be, he'll be good against this week. Okay. Yeah, they, they're a little bit iffy going back up and down. Maybe Tampa is just relaxing, waiting to the playoffs type of thing to kick it in high gear. I don't know. But I'm just going to just go out on the limb. I'm just going to take Tampa and take those, take that big, big, big gigantic over. All right. And ride with it. Make this a lock, too. Go ahead, Malik. Oh, confident. All right. <laughs> Um, the interesting thing about Tampa is, is the, after watching a couple of their games over the course of the last few weeks, is how fast they can score points. 
how fast they can generate points, how fast they can flip a game from being, you know, a, a three point game, a four point game to being a 13 or 15 point points point game in, in the blink of an eye, um, just because of how, how, how well oiled they're, they're, they are as an offensive machine. And, and you, and you said it, Ace, Leonard Fournette has never looked better um, in from his Jacksonville days, from his Tampa, like he's, he looks like the running back that I remember in LSU. He is abusing yeah. defenses he is he is difficult to take down he is abusing defenses and then oh yeah when he gets a little bit tired you throw in ronald jones there who was who is who is a bona fide starting running back of the nfl and like those two options have, have given brady the um you know the the safety net that he needs um when these receivers are when the receivers are aren't, aren't healthy um and you know it looks like so i was just checking the injury report um the only receiver on their injury report right now is ab so we know he's not going to play but like Evans is going to play. Godwin is going to play. Um, Gronk is going to be out there. They'll still have Braid. They'll still have Howard. They still have the doesn't even like Gia. I mean, I, I don't even know. If Do Gio they even use the Howard? Uh, no, they don't. Right? <laughs> like, how really. like that's, a, that's how much of a super they, team they are. They've got they. Yeah. You know, they are they are clicking at the right time. This is looking like the Tampa Bay team that started playing well at the end of the season last year. Yeah. And and started to to put put everything together before making their Super Bowl run last season. Uh, the so only thing no that's way... fading is their defense. Right. Yeah. And and again, that that to me, that's that's something that you could probably look to dial up towards. The, and then this is and honestly, and this is a good team to get to get to get right against defensively, <laughs> defensively, because Atlanta just is not giving you any kind of any kind of um, they're not they're not giving you any kind of. Um, challenge from that from that perspective the only thing is obviously just the the sneaky matt ryan matt ryan game where he throws for 350 yards and, and scores a touchdown scores four touchdowns because he can do that he does have that ability but they yeah. just don't have the offense to 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 support that so um take take tampa it's probably the safest bet i'm not going to best bet it because the spread is so high but i'm definitely going to take tampa on this one i'll take the over is cordell uh, patterson playing cordell patterson is going to start he is healthy he's, he's gonna not play. out this week oh yeah yeah I'm definitely taking that over uh all right next up we have the la chargers at the cincinnati Bengals. both of these teams are currently in the playoffs from the afc as it stands cincinnati already has a win over baltimore baltimore is still leading that division i believe cincinnati has seven wins baltimore has eight the chargers are a six and five team or a five and six team i cannot remember but these let me check that real quick and i'm going to take cincinnati at home Taking getting these three points. I'm going to lay those three and the over under is 50 and a half. I think it's going to be over. I, I mean, I think it's going to be under. I don't think the Chargers are going to play well on the road. Um, they've been doing pretty well over the last couple of weeks. The Chargers are six and five. That's what it is. Okay, I had that right. They're six and five since 97 and four. The winner of this game could, you know, the Chargers keep charging. They keep finding ways to lose games, and you can't do that against Cincinnati, who keeps finding ways to win games. All the receivers are healthy. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase are a great combination. Um, Joe Mixon is playing great right now. And they're just kind of firing on all cylinders. They don't have a lot of stars on defense, but they are really getting it done. And the Chargers do seem to be very up and down. And playing a road game in Cincinnati when they have a good team. I think Joe Burrow, I think he's improving in year two. And I got this is going to be my third lock of the week. I, I really like Cincinnati. They've been good all year. They've been covering a lot of games when I picked them. So I'm going to take Cincinnati and the ladies three points. Go ahead, Ant. Yeah, I actually don't really know who's going to win this game. They're both quarterbacks, but get drafted in the same year, right? Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Joe Burrow was number one. And then I think Field, Herbert, no, was, Herbert six. was sixth. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Bayern is kicking themselves in that. But, but anyway, um, yeah, this is a, 
this is actually going to be a good game. I want to actually want to see this game, but I can't. It's really going to be hard for me to pick. I know maybe y'all both might pick Cincinnati, but I'm just going to go lean the other way. I'm going to pick um the Chargers in this one. I want to take the under in this. Good pick. Go ahead, Malik. Cincinnati is a. They've been a strange team to to like to evaluate over the course of the season. Um, it's funny. What's funny is that outside of the two games, outside of the first game that they won against Minnesota, every win thus far this season has been by 14 or more points. Mm -hmm. um, they, they beat Minnesota by three, but every single win since then, the other six wins of the season have been by 14 or more points. And so when they win, they win big. They don't win, they don't win small, which is why it's very, very interesting that this spread is so low, because if you expect Cincinnati to hold court at home, Given their track record, they're not going to lose. They're not going to win by three points. They're going like to win by six and a half points spread. Yeah, they're going to they're going to beat the brakes off of the Chargers, or they're going to lose. <laughs> like that's basically what's 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 happened all season. And that's why it's just, just very very interesting. Yeah, that's why it's just a very very interesting situation here, um, because you know I'm oh, sorry they 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 have two wins by under 14 points. It's Minnesota and then and surprisingly Jacksonville at home. It's crazy, but um, every other win has been by more than by more than 14 points. So yeah, I, I'm gonna pick Cincinnati. Cincinnati and I'm taking the, I'm taking this as well and I'm putting this I'm putting this in as my lock because I believe Cincinnati will win this game and if I believe Cincinnati will win this game I think they're going to win it by more than three. Okay. Next up we have the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Jets. Philadelphia just lost to another New York team. I believe they lost in the Meadowlands, right? So they 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 basically didn't even go home. They just turned the bus around, came right back. Yeah, facing the Jets this time. Ant, I'm going to let you go first on this one since you were a jet fanatic, as we found out earlier, when you were getting all riled up. Well, if you didn't notice this whole season, I'm a jet fanatic. Come on now. Even all the way to the last season, rooting for the Jets to lose just so we can get Zach Wilson. But anyway, I don't really hey, see the Jets I'm, winning. I'm sorry, I, don't, I don't remember that Zach Wilson chatter from last year. I thought it was Trevor Lawrence, sir. What, what, we we rewriting history now? Hey. <laughs> Let, let, let me live my the history the way I want it. Okay. He wanted he wanted Wilson even in, even if he didn't know it yet. Ah. Yes, let's go with that. But um, <laughs> I don't see the actually. I don't see the Jets winning this week. Um, because the thing is that with the Jets right now, they basically every single position or what they're actually doing, they just building up on they just building the program right now. They don't really care about the they do they do want to win, but it, it it's not a, like an emphasis on them winning whatever. But I can actually see back to back quite. I can't see the Eagles losing back to back to the New York teams. I can see them coming back. They're going. They're going to be ready to go. The Jets are quite really have a play low games after their high win win games. This was another high win game. The, the um, locker room was they was going high fives and stuff like that. I can see them losing again until they actually learn that this is a still a young team full of players that's um, second years and first years and quite a few vets. I won't have to go with um, Philly in this one. I hate to say this and take a little cover. And, They're gonna beat you up by more than a touchdown. Um, I want to take them and, and take the um and take the under. The reason, the only reason I'm gonna take the under instead of taking the over or covering it, whatever, is because I think Zach Wilson actually learned his lesson, whatever. If this was earlier, Zach Wilson before he got um sat down, I would have take the Okoye uh, Philly to over in this one because Zach would have been trying to be, play hero ball and try to win this game and stuff like that. And that only worked one game this year, but anyway. To make, long story short, filling the under, make this a lock. I hate to say this, but make it a lock. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm kind of surprised by that because Jalen Hurts played terrible last week. He had three picks. He threw for 100 yards, and Daniel Jones looked great. 
And the only reason why this game was close is because he played so bad because they lost seven to 13 to the Giants. Um, the Jets defense isn't as healthy as the Giants, and they're not as good on the defensive line currently as the Giants because of all their injuries. So I got to take Philly as well. I was hoping they just have a better be defensive line than the Giants, but anyway. Okay. Well, that's all right. Just look up the stats, pro football focus. Let's keep yeah, it 100. Yeah, um, okay. I'm taking Philly because I don't think they're going to roll two stinkers in a row. Um, what they're good at, the Jets are bad at defending, which is having a mobile quarterback. And they have only really two good wide receivers. They have a pretty good tight end in Dallas Goder. Um, and Devonta Smith is still healthy. He had a terrible game against the Giants, although they were trying to force him the ball. I believe he'll have a little bit more room to run against the Jets because their secondary is improving, but they're not there yet. And he is lightning, lightning, lightning fast. So therefore, I'm taking Philly to cover this game, and I'm going to take the under. I don't think the Jets are going to do very well on offense, unfortunately, but I don't think they're going to just roll over either. So I'm going to, yeah, I'm predicting this to be like a 28-14 game. You have Malik. <laughs> I am shocked. I'm the only one of the three of us is going to take the Jets here at home. Um, and and I'm really shocked because Anthony's sitting here with the Jets background and everything. It's just it's hilarious. They do me. play better at home, but um, the last time I took them, they burned me. So I'm I'm off that. Yeah, they. I mean, the two of two of the three wins this season are at home. They did beat Houston last week in a, in a game where they were the line was two and a half to to Houston, so they were actually dogs to Houston at that uh, in that game, and they they were able to pull that game out and win it by seven. Um, look, the Jets. Are, uh, the Jets. When I've watched the Jets play. Um, and I think I, I said this a little bit about Alliance as well, is there is a talent deficiency. You can tell that there's a talent deficiency um, between them, them, and the, them and their opposition. But the difference is they don't play, they don't make all the same, they don't make the same mistakes as the Lions do. They actually play smarter football. And that's why I want to give credit to Robert Sala and the coaching staff over there, over there with, the, with the Jets, that they're actually not, not playing poor football when they're not turning the ball, when it's not Zach Wilson turning the ball over the rest of the team that they, they, they're not, they're not high on the, you know, on the, on the, the list of penalties. Um, they don't get a whole bunch of penalties and, 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 you know, you know, hurt themselves. They typically lose because they don't have the, they don't have the, um, the offensive firepower that the other team has. And I don't believe that Jalen hurts is, is, you know, the answer at quarterback for, for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he's a very interesting, very, very, you know, interesting, you know, conversation piece, but there's been too many, I've watched too many games. I watched that game with him, him, him against the giants last week. And it's not just that the giants were playing good defense. He was making some really bad throws, like really horribly bad throws and really, really bad decisions. And I just don't think he's the type of quarterback right now. That's that I can trust to go in and, and, and lay, lay six and a half points for so I'm going to take the Jets. I just want the points here. I want the six and a half, and I'm going to I'm going to roll with that. And I'm going to take the Jets to to cover that spread, maybe even win the game. Fair enough. Just to let you know, the only reason I'm not taking the Jets right now because I don't trust Jet- Zach Wilson yet. I hear you. To me, it's more of the Jets secondary. It's more of the fact that every time they play a running quarterback, they have a lot of problems. When they beat Tennessee, as you pointed out, Anthony, both of their um, starting wide receivers were hurt. All of everybody in Philly's offense is healthy. Miles Sanders is playing pretty well for them. And Boston Scott had running back. So everybody that they have on their offense who's been there all year, the number one team is healthy and they're playing, you know, they're not always playing great, but they have been playing the whole year together. So if Jalen Hurts doesn't have a terrible game, if he plays like he did against Tampa, which was one of his best games of the season, they should be able to cover. That's, that's the just cornerbacks might be unknown, but they actually, can, they're actually very decent. They're, they are pretty good, but, there, I don't. I don't think they're going to be 
I don't think they're going to be able to defend uh, like they did last week against Houston. Well, they're rookies in first years. One is a, the starter. The, the number one is actually a second year. And the, the number two is actually a rookie. That's kind of my, this year. That is exactly my point. And that's exactly why I'm taking Philly. They just need Jalen Hurts to make less mistakes. Um, see what happens. Hopefully. Anyway. Hey, you're picking Philly too. Yeah. Um, next up, I we got I'm Jacksonville wrong. at the Rams. Uh, basically, half of the former Rams defense is on, was from Jacksonville, I believe. Uh, they gifted them Jalen Ramsey. The Rams are 13 point favorites at home, which is the largest spread this week. This is a, the first afternoon game. The overrunners on this game is 47 and a half. I guess they expect the Rams to score 40 points. Um, James Robinson, their star running back from last year from Jacksonville, hasn't really done much. So I'm exactly trying to figure out what is going to happen with this one. But um, Jacksonville is a two win team in the AFC. They lost last week to the Falcons. Falcons easily covered. Um, I don't. I don't really see how the, the Jags cover this game. I really don't. They've gotten blown out a bunch. They lost to Denver by ten. They lost to Arizona thirty-one nineteen. I could see this being a very similar game to the Rams, so I'm going to take the Rams as one of my locks this week. Um, they've been disappointing me the past couple of weeks, but I do think they're going to get back on track, and they're going to get the. They're going to get beat up pretty bad. They lost to San Francisco 30-10, to 10, so I have no reason to see why they wouldn't lose the entire NFC West. So, yeah, taking the Rams, lock it in, and I'm going to take the under on this one. Get in. Yeah, there's an awesome meme that I put out in our, in our um, group that we have, a private group. It basically says the Rams are 0-3 zero, zero since acquiring OBJ and Von Miller. I think this is actually going to stop this week. Come on now. They're playing against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is, a, is slowly but surely becoming a um, well-coached team, but I don't see it. Talent, talent is definitely going to override that, and there's going to be a whole lot of players that's coming home, basically. This is going to be a, like another home game to them, just facing the team, just being a home game. I think OBJ did break out for a touchdown last week. Yes, and it was quite. He really helped me out in my fantasy in that week. But anyway, I'm take. I'm going to take the Rams in here. I'm going to take Rams in the over. All right, go ahead, Malik. Um, yeah, go what ahead. I'm saying is the Rams have been uh, plus ten point favorites uh, three uh, two times this season, and both times they didn't. They failed to cover the spread, um, and that was at home against Detroit. And then at Houston, uh, they were 16 and a half point favorites both times and went failed to cover the spread. Um, they've actually failed to cover uh, in their last five weeks. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, the last five weeks, they failed to cover either by losing the game outright. They've lost three straight just to just to, um, to for, for additional context. They've lost uh, they lost at home to Tennessee and then the last two games in San Francisco and then in, in, in Green Bay. And all of those games, they were favored in all those games they've lost. And um, the other thing I said was. I was saying was, you know, having watched Matt Stafford his entire career, I know when he's playing hurt and he's playing hurt right now and he's hurting this team. Um, the other piece is they don't run. They have not been running the running the football well. And um, they're starting running back. Um, Henderson is going to be out for this, likely going to be out for this game, too. So that's those those three things aside, plus the plus the the, the big line associated with this. I think the Rams will win the game. Um but I am definitely, definitely going to be taking the Jaguars to cover the spread. I think it'll just—I don't think it'll stay stay closer than it needs to be. Um, and the Rams will—the Rams will win this game, and hopefully they get right so that they can—you know—they can get into the playoff situation uh, in a better on a better foot. But right now, I don't see any reason any reason to believe that they're going to—they're um, they're going to be able to 
to to to push to push the the Jaguars beyond beyond two touchdowns. I think it's I think this game gets around ten points, and um, the Jaguars are able to keep it close. The other thing is obviously they're still leering from the loss of Robert Woods, who's gone for the year with the torn ACL, um, and that's still that's going to hurt them uh, long term, and may may prevent them from actually winning the Super Bowl because of that. So uh, yeah. I'll take Jacksonville in the under in this one. Uh, right. I was going to change mine. So um, we're saying the Rams are the under just because I didn't know I didn't think about Stafford being hurt. When you was talking about it before, Stafford's going to play though. Right, he's, he's playing. Play. He's, he's playing, but he's he's not he's not injured. He's hurt, and he's playing hurt. And I, and the the things that I've seen so far is he he is hurting. He hurts the team when he tries to play hurt, and they not and they're not able to support him with a running game. And with no Daryl Henderson, this is going to go back to being Sony Michelle Sony Michelle's game. Um, so hopefully they get their running their running game intact. In but they but I wouldn't bet I wouldn't bet towards that. That's why I'm not giving them the 13 points. Mm. I have faith in Sonny Michelle. Um, Jacksonville has a couple of good defenders left, and Miles Jack, I believe, is still, he's like their best pass rusher. But um, it's more the fact that, you know, it's just Jacksonville, and they've been very up and down and very fluky. Um, James Robinson hasn't been terrible. He's just been like, okay, as opposed to great. Um, they don't really have a deep ball threat. So unless you can stretch the field on them, they're going to be able to get a lot of pressure on you. So I think that's what's going to cause a lot of problems for Jacksonville. So, but I will say this, the Rams didn't cover those games, but those were 16 and a half point spreads. So I do think the extra this is 13. Points, yeah, exactly. The extra I do think that does there. make a difference. So that extra field goal they may get. If this was 14 and a half, I probably would take Jacksonville. I really would. So I think they, this is, yeah, this is not a game I'd love to pick, but yeah. Um, next up, we got Washington at the Las Vegas Raiders. Washington still doesn't have a real team name. I unfortunately think they're actually just going to stick with this. Um, rather than pick a name, they're going to go nameless just to be petty. Um, I genuinely believe that. And people have just gotten kind of used to it. And the NFL is just going to stick to something stupid like that. That being said, they did win against Tampa and they did win last week. So I'm going to be taking the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I think they're going to win this one at home. They're going to try to make their way into the playoffs. Yeah, they're trying to fix their season and rebound it. And they may actually end up saving their GM's job because of it, even though he's made a bunch of terrible picks. He has put together enough of a quality team that they can beat Taylor Heineke and the Washington football team. Their defense is still banged up, so they're not going to have much of a pass rush. So Carr is going to have time to be able to throw. And their wide receivers are stepping up. Hunter Renfro is playing much better than I thought he ever would in the NFL. And it's only a two-and-a-half-point spread. So I think they can win by a field goal. If they can beat Dallas on the road, they can beat Washington at home. So give me the Raiders as my last best bet of the week. Go ahead, Ant. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Raiders as well. There's no way I'm going to be picking the Madden-generated team, and I'm no way I'm going to be picking. Yeah, I just don't, I just don't really care about them. Them and Heineke Beer as the you know starting quarterback, but Darren Waters, Waters going to be out this game. But still, I can still see the Raiders actually still beating them and still taking this game here. I'm going to take the Raiders in this one and take them in the under. Like I said, who wants to pick a – why would I want to pick a Madden-generated team? Get a real name, and maybe i think about it. Go ahead, Malik. Yes. <clears throat> the only reason I'm taking the Raiders here is because it's a home game for them. Um, Washington has actually played pretty well. They've won three straight games. As you mentioned Tampa. You mentioned the victory against Tampa, and you mentioned the victory against uh, – Seattle um, uh, on Monday night um, in mixed in between there. They did also beat the Carolina Panthers. 
um, in a game and on the road where that was Cam Newton's return to return to Carolina. That was supposed to be the game that, Car- that Carolina was going to, was going to win because Carol, because Cam Newton was coming back and they spoiled his, his return. Um, and so, you know, this team surprisingly uh, after losing what four straight before that has spun off three straight and gotten themselves back into the playoff picture. So it's an interesting, there, there's an interesting situation here. I mean, it's five and six going to six and five uh, Las Vegas and Vegas it won, won against Dallas, but before that they had lost three straight. So both of these teams are capable of, you know, laying an egg at the worst possible situation. Um, and so the only reason I'm picking this game, picking this game towards Vegas is because of the fact that they're at home. Um, and so, and, and, and the spread suggests that Vegas believes that this is, these are, these two teams are relatively similar. Um, and, and, and they're giving the two and a half points simply because of the home, the home situation for Las Vegas. So I'm riding with Vegas. I'm not locking this in, but I'm riding with them to, to cover the home, the home spread against, uh, against Heineke and the Washington football team. All right. You gave respect to the name. I'm sorry about that. Alone. I was just basically telling it for you guys. It's one o'clock. It's oh, one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I know what time it is. Yeah, I know. That's why we're trying to get these games. Yeah. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. It's the afternoon game of the week. Baltimore's favorite by four and a half. Pittsburgh's entire defense is hurt. Ben Roethlisberger is 40. Um, he is over. And I'm taking Baltimore. Baltimore's uh, road favors by four and a half. The over under on this is 43 and a half. I'm going to take the over. And I'm going to take Baltimore here. I think this is the healthier team. And Pittsburgh doesn't really have much to challenge them with. And if Baltimore can run the ball, and I think they will, they're definitely going to win this game. And they'll win by a touchdown. Go ahead, Malik. Yeah, Pittsburgh was just Pittsburgh got shockingly destroyed last week by uh, by Cincinnati. And it was shocking in the sense that you just don't expect a Pittsburgh team to lose like that. Um, and and that that to me uh, symbolizes the fact that they are having a serious problem scoring points um, against anybody with uh, with with uh ben roethlisberger as a starting quarterback and they don't really have much behind them so you know we talked about mason rudolph a little bit earlier they don't much have much behind them to really to really think you know think too too highly or highly on so i don't see a reason why you would even consider this a a potential game that uh, pittsburgh would win um you know other than the fact that obviously you know baltimore is just like the least healthiest team in the entire in the entire NFL this year. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's, there's honestly no other reason why um, you you would pick uh, Baltimore to lose this game. Baltimore needs to continue, needs to continue to win to, to stay on top of the AFC North. And I think they, I think they do that here. I think they take out Pittsburgh um, and, and get to nine and three and keep the Bengals off of their heels for one more week. So uh, give me Baltimore and I'll take the under on this one. Good. Um, Lock me in for Baltimore as well. Um, quite they both both they have to keep up with Cincinnati, keeping up with the Joneses. I, I also see Pittsburgh's falling off. They have to rebuild and stuff like that. I don't. I, I can only see it this way. Give me Baltimore. Give me the under in this one. All right. Next up, we have San Francisco at Seattle. Seattle is still managing finding a way to lose games that they believe everybody believes they should win. Um, this is a division game. San Francisco is road favorites by three and a half points. Although Seattle did just pick up Adrian Peterson. So whatever that's worth, I don't know. He may actually end up running for them, which is showing how bad Seattle's uh, yeah, running back situation running is. The fact yeah. that they're picking up 36-year-old Adrian Peterson, who has one touchdown on the season. Uh, Russell Wilson is back. They haven't been able to figure out their offense. They've just been a little bit too conservative, and Russell keeps pressing the ball downfield and playing a good team like San Francisco, as they've been. They've been able to run the ball and throw it. 
Um, Debo Samuel, I believe, is going to play this week. So I'm going to take San Francisco on the road to cover. The fact that Seattle couldn't beat Washington tells me a lot. So I can't expect them to be able to beat San Francisco, even though they're at home or even cover. So I'm going to take San Francisco to cover and I'm going to take the over on this one because the over under is only what, 45. So I expect this game to go over that. Go ahead, Ant. Yeah, it seems like Russell Wilson wants to check out. So I'm just going to go towards um, 49ers here and give me the 49ers in the under. I really don't really want to pick this game because I don't want to jinx it. I just want to see the Seattle keep on losing for the for the Jets so they can get a good draft pick. That's just my side note on that. Like, as far as this game is concerned, give me the 49ers. They come in together at a good time, and I can see them actually beat Seattle. Seattle has a long way to go unless they, they have to actually prove themselves to me before I can actually pick them again. Give me 49ers in the under. Seattle's defense actually has been playing pretty well, but they're just losing. Yeah, Modic. It's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, with the exception of the running back position, Seattle's actually a healthier team going into this game. And just a correction for you, Ace, Debo Samuel's actually out with a groin injury. He's actually not going to be playing on He's Sunday. He's not going to play? He's not going to play playing against Seattle. That said, <clears throat> that said, um, Seattle's lost three straight. San Francisco's won three straight. San Francisco is um, going to going to Seattle. And this is the first time I can remember in the last, you know, probably in the Russell Wilson era, that Seattle was a three and a half point underdog at home, um, especially especially in a in a divisional game. Um, so this is not a, a good a good look for for Seattle at this point. Um, you know, they just can't seem to get out of their own way. Um, they can't seem to generate, you know, big, big plays in the passing game, at least with any consistency. Um, and the magic that Russell Wilson has is just not capable of uh, overtaking a team that's just not playing well at this at this point. Um, so I'm going to have to take San Francisco as well to cover this game. Um, I'm hope I hope that I'm wrong. I hope Seattle is able to turn turn it around because I do think I do think you know the NFL is better when they when they're good and Russell Wilson and the team is, is is playing well. But just can't can't see it right right at this point. San Francisco surging at a, surging at the right time. So go ahead and take San Francisco. I'll take the under on this one as well. Uh, before we move on, I was wondering how many locks I already have. You have four. You four. know what? I'm going to switch my pick. I'm taking Seattle. Because I, I, I didn't see uh, Debo Samuel on my app that I was checking out with the injury designation, but he is out. You're right. So I'm going to take Seattle. I think he's a okay. big component to their offense, and I'm going to switch my pick to Seattle because these teams played earlier, and Seattle actually beat them 28-21. I'm that was before Seattle. this is now. I'm sticking, I'm sticking with my pick. All right. Um, next up, we have Denver at Kansas City. This has been flexed into the Monday night game because both of these teams are division rivals and they both the have a Sunday night playoffs. Sunday night. Sunday night. Yep. This has been flexed into Sunday night. That is correct. And Kansas City is seven and four, leaving their division. And Denver is six and five, tied with the other three six and five teams, the Chargers and Vegas. I'm taking Kansas City as nine and a half point favorites. I believe that is a lot. Um, I still am not sure if Teddy Bridgewater is going to play. I don't know if he's healthy or not. I'm going to assume that he is. Melvin Gordon is healthy. Kansas City's defense has figured it out, but the fact that they're coming off of a bye week gives me a little bit more belief in them. And they're at home against Division Rail, but nine and a half points is a lot. So I am going to lean towards Kansas City covering, but just barely. I think they can win this game by 10. I think this line will actually end up getting much tighter because a lot of people are going to jump on this. So expect this to get bit down to about seven, maybe even seven and a half. With that being said, I will take Kansas City giving nine and a half right now. And I'm going to take the under on this game because I believe the over under is 47 and a half points. So I'm going to lean towards the under on this one. Go ahead, Ant. 
I'm just gonna pick Kansas City in this one. It's just really, it's really hard not to pick against them. Quite, they're a team that can actually blow up at any moment. But just like you, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna really give them the over in this one. Just want to see exactly what happens down the road on this. So give me Kansas City in the under. Look, the yeah. shock. It's, it's, it's the shock of this. It's the shock of the season. Nobody expected Kansas City defense to be the team, to be the thing that was going to carry them through this, through their their uh, tough stretch during the course of the season, during the course of the middle of the season. Um, Kansas City's playing much better than they had played over the last few over the last few weeks. Um, they are uh, click. Their offense is starting to get back together. They're starting to make 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 a you know make things happen. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is back to you know making making you know big plays with his arm. Um, and things are opening up for them. Um, Denver's very, very questionable across their entire their their injury report is littered right littered right now. And as you said, Teddy Bridgewater uh, Teddy Bridgewater's status is up in the air. Primetime game in Kansas City it's always a tough place to play. Um, nine and a half points is a lot to lay, but uh, I think that the defense in Kansas City is going to be able to going to be able to stop Denver from scoring a lot of points and and thus uh, be able to uh, keep them out of the keep Denver out of the end zone and. Uh, allow Kansas City to continue to score points and, uh, and, and, and win this game pretty handily. So I'm going to pick Kansas City to win by at least 10, 10 to 12 points, and I'm going to take the over on this one as well. All right. Next up, we have Anthony's favorite game of the week. We have the New England Patriots at the Buffalo Bills. The over-under is 43 and a half, and Buffalo is three-point favorites to the division-leading Buffalo, the division-leading New England Patriots with a rookie quarterback. Go ahead, Anthony. Well, um, if anybody who has a Facebook account knows, uh, types in blank on um, those memes, and you see the little white kid with the ball with the bowl head, and he's looking blank stare, that was my look when um, Ace actually said that this is my one of my, my favorite teams or whatever to watch. Favorite I hate both of them. This week. Yeah, favorite game? No, um, they, they can burn in hell. I don't care. I'm not watching that game. I hope it's tied. I'm gonna be doing something else. Maybe I play League of Legends. I never played it before. I might do that. I might just download it. I don't know how to get it, but I'll find a way to do that instead of watching this game. I'll rather watch paint dry on the wall than watch this game. But anyway, I'm going to take the bills in this one because I have to bet something. I'm going to take the bills and I'm going to take the under in this one. But they actually have a more talented team. I know everybody wants to pick the Belichick thing and go with that. But I think bills have a more talented quarterback. They have a more talented team. And they actually going to win this game. This is quite right now for this year and maybe next year and the year after. This is the Bills' window to actually own the AFC East. Take the Bills, take them in the over on this one, and that's going to be my last lock of the week. But um, fuck them both. I hope they get. To, I hope they get tied. Anthony's petty level is at a thousand and ten right now. Yes, with a, with, a, with a whole lot of salt going down. Yeah, sprinkling sprinkling it all over, sprinkling that- my petties and salt and everything else. <laughs> That being said, I'm going to try to keep this under the 15 minutes that Anthony wants to spend on the on a game that he hates. I'm going to take the New England Patriots getting the three points because basically every running back for the Buffalo Bills is hurt, and when you can't run the ball, it makes you a very one-dimensional team. And the one thing that the Patriots can do is play defense. They've been able to stick in games they really don't belong in. And if they could make the Bills one-dimensional and make um, their only running back, Jaheim, a.k.a. Josh Allen, then um, yeah, that's a problem for the Bills that they can't run the ball at all except with their QB. They got Breda. Um, hmm. Breda, Mike Breda, Ooh. I believe his name is Mike Breda. Never Matt heard Breda. of him. Matt Breda. Yeah. Never heard of him. Well, I heard of him. That's they why I picked him up in fantasy. They might as well have picked up Adrian Peterson. Um, <laughs> real talk. They might as well. They, they should go back and see. You know what's up with one of the guys that the that Baltimore had to get rid of because they just needed a roster spot for one of their defenders. They should be picked up Le'Veon Bell. 
because that would have given them a better chance. Um, Zach, was it Zach Moss is out and Devin Singletary, right? They're both hurt. No, I think it's just Zach Moss is out. Zach Moss is out. Singletary right. might play. The Bills. I think it's more coach's decision with Moss. When they haven't been able to run the ball, they've been getting into trouble. The fact that the Bills are 7-4, and four, they beat the Saints 31-6 on um, Thanksgiving. They blew them out. They lost to the Colts. They lost to Jacksonville. They lost to Tennessee. They lost to Pittsburgh. I don't think... I mean, they pretty handle these these two games against New England are really going to decide who wins this division. But um, for some reason, I just I, the fact that I, I see them having a problem being able to run the ball, and the one thing that New England does well is defend the pass, and they've been able to do it all year. They did it against Tampa even. And if you give me three, this I see the spread on different books at three and a half, but I'll take three points here. Give me New England and the points, and I'll take the under on this one. I think it's going to be super, super low-scoring game, but that's how the Bills are going to – that's how New England's going to be able to cover this. Go ahead, Malik. That's how the Pats are going to be able to cover this. Yeah, I'm I'm going to take Buffalo here. Uh, I think Buffalo is uh, – Buffalo is, is, is playing relatively healthy. I think the biggest thing that scares me about Buffalo um, is the, the lack, the, the loss of Tredavious White. Um, he's just going to be a difficult – loss for them for the for the rest of the season um we's one of the reasons why their defense has been as good as it's been um but they are able there they are have been with exception of that game against jonathan taylor they have been the top five run defense in the course of the season and so um we know the way new england has new england wins New England's won six straight but we know exactly the way they win they win by running the football <clears throat> playing playing quality solid solid defense and stopping the thing that you do that you do well. Well, the thing that the, the thing that Buffalo Bills do well is they pass the football. And so, if they're able to, um, if New England can stop them from passing the football, I think it's gonna. I think you know it's gonna be strength versus strength. They're gonna be. It's gonna be a low scoring game. But I think Buffalo can win this game. They're at home. Uh, I think. I think these two teams are gonna split their games. Uh, so I think New England will win in New England, and Buffalo will win this game in Buffalo. And that's exactly that's that's where I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards that uh, that outcome here. Uh, I think Buffalo win win by more than three points, um, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, so I'm going to take Buffalo in the under. Pro Football Focus has Buffalo the number one-rated defense in the league and New England currently the number fourth-rated defense overall in the league. I'm still that's, taking Buffalo in the over. That's why I'm taking the under. Just because I hate the Patriots that much. <laughs> I might be wrong. All right, no, statistically, folks. I'm way out of it. Oh, next week we got a special guest. It's going to be kneecaps. He's going to show up. Oh, that's right. We're gonna we're gonna see if we can start uh, putting in some uh, NFL, not NFL games. Start putting in some NBA games as the college football fades away. We're gonna try to figure out a way to do that because we have to pick the day before to get those games in. Or you can just follow us on Twitter. I'm gonna be putting those games up as I pick them, especially for Friday nights and Thursday nights. So follow us on there, and we're gonna get going with our shoutouts. And Ant, I'm gonna let you go first. Uh, shout outs to the Bills. I hope you beat the page on um, the Patriots. Uh, quite, that's the only thing I really care about right now. Just beat the Patriots because I don't want to see Bill Belichick smile at the end of the game because he cracks my TV all the time. I always got to replace it at Best Buy. That's my shout out of the week. Shout out. <laughs> shout out to the Michigan Wolverines for finally coming through and beating Ohio State for the first time since 2011. Shout out to everybody in Rivalry Week. That was very fun to watch. That was some really good football for three straight days. Um, Mississippi winning the Egg Bowl. Oklahoma State winning Bedlam. Oregon winning the Civil War. Setting up a very interesting championship week and a college football playoff that possibly won't involve Alabama because they're going to get blown out and it won't involve Clemson. 
and it won't involve Oklahoma. We'll have four new teams for the first time this year, with the exception of Georgia, who will most like who's definitely going to make it. I'd love to see Cincinnati in there. I'd love to see Oklahoma State in there. And I would genuinely love to see Michigan in there. This will make it a much and more interesting college football playoff. The game was getting kind of stale and college football was getting kind of done and tired for me, even though I still kind of follow it more for the betting aspect, although I do enjoy it. My UB Bulls will not be going bowling this year, but I will still enjoy this. And shout out to baseball for somehow locking out for the first time since 1994. So thank you for ruining that for me. Um, go ahead, Malik. <laughs> um, shout out to Marcus Freeman. Um, he's a defensive coordinator at Notre Dame, and he is the leading candidate to take over that uh, the job from um, <clears throat> from uh, for Notre Dame uh, for the for the you know, departure of Brian Kelly um, to right. LSU. School just stole to. Yep, to LSU. Um, Freeman is the defensive coordinator. Like I said, uh, Notre Dame has been a very good defense though, thus, thus far this season, and he's been a, a major piece of that. He's also the sec- he also would be the second black head coach uh, in Notre Dame school history behind Tyrone Willingham. So hopefully he has a better career than Tyrone did there. Um, you know, when Tyrone came from Stanford, he had a lot of accolades, but it did not did not work out well for him there. So, uh, shout out to him for for winning that for winning that there. Shout out to LSU for being able to steal Brian Kelly away from from Notre Dame. Um, mm-hmm. Look, you know, things things looked relatively bleak for this team and this organization. And Brian Kelly is a top notch, at the very least, a top notch coach on Saturdays. He can he can coaches he can coach on Saturdays, and he can get a team he can get a team to win games on Saturdays. It'll be interesting to see if he's able to recruit a team. Uh, you know, when he's going up against. Like of Nick Saban trying to recruit in that in that uh, in this area of the of the of the state, you know, with all of those great players in the Louisiana belt. So, um, shout out to shout out to them for for doing that. Shout out to USC for making the probably the most surprising hire that I that I knew of because I did not know Lincoln Riley was available, and apparently he is. <laughs> so Lincoln Riley apparently was available and was, was able to be got was able to be got from Oklahoma. I would not I did not see that happening. If anything, I saw Lincoln Riley potentially going to the NFL. The fact that they pulled him and they, they were able to pull him to USC was amazing. Um, so shout out to them for, for doing that. Shout out to college football for just making waves this week um, in, a, in a bunch of different ways um, with, with all of the trades and all, I mean, all of the, all the, the movement of the head coaches. Yeah. And it's just going to be hilarious to see Brian Kelly trying to coach an Notre Dame team that still has the opportunity to make it to the end, makes it to the playoffs. No, he's not. Right? He's out. He's in LSU. He's coaching. LSU oh, he's like leaving. Game. He he's leaving. Okay. Game. Marcus Great. Freeman is going to be the interim head coach no matter what. Great, great, great. So yeah, so that still there. actually has a chance to win a national championship. No need to. That'll uh, be the funny part. They could go on and win the national title. That would be yeah. very fluky. But technically, if all it really takes is Cincinnati losing and Alabama yeah. getting blown out, and Notre Dame can go right in there. Don't let Oklahoma no, no, State lose. Well, I'm glad Brian Kelly is not going to be there because no, no need to make it weird. Everything's just, 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 just don't make it any weirder than it needs to be. Um, and my final shout out of the of the day is a non sports related shout out. Shout out to my man ASAP Rocky. Look, somebody had to knock up Rihanna, and you did it. And I know the rest of the world is is, is wait what the rest of the men out there. Yes, Rihanna's pregnant, and ASAP Rocky is the father. So, um, wow, somebody had to do it. And I know the rest of the world is hating, probably hating on you for it. But ASAP Rocky, Harlem stand up. We did it. We did it. We did it, fellas. We did it. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. You know, he he handled his business. Oh, wow. He handled his business. He worked, 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 worked it, and he got it. So guess what? We're good to go. Wow. Uh, ASAP Rocky, 
Congratulations. Congratulations, Rihanna. I hope the baby like is, is happy, healthy, and safe. And uh, we out. Like that Chappelle he, sketch he, when he, he got Oprah pregnant. He got a billionaire pregnant. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Cash that gold, golden ticket there. You know, like Willie Walker. That's right. Hashtag winning. We out. <laughs> we out. Later. Peace out.